Brilliance Audio presents The Lessons of Ubuntu How an African Philosophy Can Inspire Racial Healing in America by Mark Madabani Performed by J.D. Jackson Since Trump's stunning victory in 2016, polls have consistently revealed the astonishing fact that most Americans believe their president is a racist. The results of a Gen Forward poll conducted almost a year into Trump's presidency, when one would have expected an improvement in this dismaying perception, also found that 63% of millennials, the country's future, believe he is a racist. How did we get to such a low point as a nation, especially after President Obama's visionary and empathetic leadership? Most importantly, how do we extricate ourselves? Repair the enormous damage Trump's divisive campaign and presidency have done to race relations and begin to heal. This book addresses these salient questions on which America's future as a nation united with justice and prosperity for all hinges. A signal symptom of this divide and its dangers occurred on August 13, 2015 in Charlottesville, Virginia when a torchlight parade by members of neo-Nazi and KKK groups in an eerie scene reminiscent of the early days of Nazi Germany chanted, Blood and soil, Jews will not replace us, and these streets are ours. The following day, a white supremacist rammed a Dodge Challenger into a crowd protesting the white nationalists' rally, killing Heather Heyer, an activist described by friends, as a sweet soul who often stood up against injustice. After Trump's stunning victory, white supremacist groups held a celebratory meeting to outline their agenda in the very shadow of the White House, where Nazi-like salutes were flaunted. White supremacists see in Trump a president who tacitly supports their cause, especially when he blamed both sides for the Charlottesville riot vilified Hispanics as murderers and rapists, and demonized Muslims and Islam for crimes of a few. They also see White House Chief of Staff John Kelly as advocating white supremacy when he said that compromise could have averted the Civil War. In other words, the North should have allowed the South, which threatened to break up the Union by declaring war in order to perpetuate slavery, to make some improvements of that evil institution by, perhaps, giving slaves time off on weekends or more rations for good behavior. Trump is president. That's a fact. And, barring his impeachment and removal, he will remain in office till 2020. It's also a fact that race relations are in tatters. The question then, and in many ways it's an existential one for America, is how can a nation with a history of slavery, segregation, and Jim Crow, a nation which has become so divided and balkanized that blacks and whites might as well be inhabitants of different planets instead of fellow citizens, heal under a president who is adored by white supremacists and reviled by millions of Americans for waging one of the most blatantly racist campaigns ever? The answer to this momentous question is the central thesis of my book. The task for racial healing couldn't be more daunting and urgent. 
following charges that Trump's electoral success had been fueled by unadulterated racism, xenophobia, Islamophobia, anti-Semitism, homophobia, and misogyny, and by Trump's appeals to the fears and insecurities of voters, thousands of protesters took to the streets in cities across America. Some burned Trump's image in effigy. Others compared him to Hitler, while many called his election a fraud. Trump handily defeated Hillary Clinton in the Electoral College, but lost the popular vote by three million, and denounced him with slogans such as, He's not my president, and Love Trump's hate. Additionally, several Trump supporters were beaten by protesters. Among Trump's supporters, former Ku Klux Klan Grand Wizard David Duke rejoiced, This is the greatest night of my life.